Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. You'd like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups. And I'm delighted to have a special guest co-hosting with us this week also, top equestrian and awesome author. There we are. Tick Maynard. Tick, it's lovely to have you back. Thank Jody, you for having me. Good to have you. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got a great lineup for you today for the show. Um, towards the end, we'll actually be talking to Tick a little bit about him and how the Pony Club made him strong, and how his parents brought him along in the horse world very well indeed. Um, But first of all, we're going to have some news for you and a few mentions, and then we'll have Dr. Adam Kayot on the phone, and we'll surprise him by asking him some great questions. He loves being surprised over the phone by what we might have for him this week. And we're also going to talk about shoes or no shoes. Not talking about mine, although I did like to be barefoot when I was a little kid. Not so much in Florida, because there's more bugs and snakes and things. Uh, Then we're going to talk a little bit about Carol Harris, bless her, and what a wonderful, amazing breeder, incredible woman and friend indeed. Uh, And then we're going to talk about Jody's travels this past week to the horse show, and then just talk about Tick. So uh, it's going to be a great lineup. Uh, I want to mention the Equine 101 we're going to be doing at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Going to learn all about Arabians, and I think Tick should come he's just been asking lots of questions about it so put it on your calendar tick september 3rd at 11 a.m you can come down and learn all about arabians see a demo and i think there'll be a carrot feeding fest at the end which is lots of fun and photo opportunities and selfies horse farms forever who of course one of our sponsors of the show we have a great partnership with them coming up they are going to have conversations about conservation the 2021 summit is Tuesday, November, I think that says 21st. 23rd? 23rd, thank you. Sorry, I have horrible eyesight, I don't have the glasses on. Uh, it'll be an uh, absolutely wonderful opportunity to hear from actually the man who owns Bridalwood Farm and also owns more land in the United States of America than anybody else. And then our very own Kevin Sheely, the CEO of the CEP, will be talking about how we balance economic development uh, with the farms and still have jobs but not mess up our incredible culture that we have here, which is the horse capital of the world, of course. So it should be a great opportunity. It's a wonderful partnership the CEP has with Horse Farms Forever, and we work to both keep industry here, but also to balance that with the very important protection of our farmland preservation area. So that should be a wonderful summit, be a guest at that, or perhaps even be a sponsor. Um, But it's certainly a great opportunity to learn about the importance of the culture here. Um, A quick mention for Ocala Magazine. I write for them every month for my CEP role, and um, I write everything equine, and I actually sent them in the story of my 35-year-old horse's life who passed away in June. Didn't know if they would accept it and run it, because it doesn't exactly fit. Um, But so many people poured out love on me when I posted on Facebook Mm -hmm. that Sunny had passed away. I had no idea how many hundreds of people there are who've suffered terribly loss of animals, their four-legged family, whether it be a dog or a horse, and so many wonderful people um, shared just how they felt and how they experienced what I experienced, and I felt it was worthy of a right. So I got a call from Brad Rogers about two weeks ago, the editor at Ocala Magazine, and I thought he was calling me to say, listen, I'm sorry, it's a great story, but I can't run it. And he said, I cried. It's the best one you've ever written. And I didn't know they'd give me a double spread. They didn't have to. They could have done one page, one little picture. 
So shout out to Ocala Magazine because they don't just care about industry, they care about the horse world in general, including our hearts and our hearts' involvement with their animals. Gigi was actually with me, my show director and business partner was with me when Sunny passed away and I couldn't have done it without her. So uh, this tribute to Sunny and to Gigi for being uh, my daughter said to me in a text today, on, on when she texted me today, she said, I invited Gigi to my baby shower, by the way, because you know she's family. And I said, yes, indeed, Aww. she is. So uh, thank you to Gigi for everything. And yes, I am going to be a grandma in October. <clears throat> okay, I'm not <laughs> crying. On a brighter note, happy birthday, Mike Smith. Woo! My dear friend, great friend. In fact, when we come back on the show after breaks, uh, that's who uh, it says... We're back on the horse talk show. Mike Smith, Hall of Fame jockey, great friend, wonderful horseman, uh, love him dearly, and um, he's 21 again today. So, Mike Smith, we love you very, very much. I actually met him in the airport one day. One Did night. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, I sent him a little happy birthday, and he said, thank you, dear, I love you. Aww. He takes me back in, what, 30 seconds, really? Yeah. Love that guy. Um, we got a good question for you. You know we're going to throw uh, good old Dr. Chaos straight under the bus with this one. Uh, Gigi, have you got it? It's... um. It's a question about your um, piranha question for you. If your horse had a human job, what would it be? Ooh, good question, right? Comment below and we'll share it. Either this show or the next show. What would your horse be, Tick? Oh, my God. I got so many horses. I don't even... Pick one. Well, I got one that I think would probably be uh, some kind of athlete. You know, I think a lot of them are like that way inclined. But, uh, you know, a runner or a He'd basketball a player or something like that. There you go. Sometimes yeah. we get more intellectual horses where you feel like they <laughs> yeah, don't, they don't want to exercise at all. They just want to <laughs> sit wanna around and yeah. theorize a little bit. Yeah, like well, a video game like, tester, you know, like yeah. I just want to yeah. have a Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the nerd. Yeah. yeah, the smart nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My son is a smart nerd. Like, he's going to invent yeah. the next huge video game. We'll beat by yeah. Edward Taylor, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, a bit of news, of course, most of you know the Ocala Jockey Club uh, was purchased recently by Mr. Roberts, so it's going to have world-class everything very soon, so we're excited about that. We'll um, be watching that transition. I'm sure we'll see Tick and his very famous wife, Sinead Halpin, competing there one day again. Be nice if we get to see a all-weather training track for eventers and maybe even an obstacle course for drivers. It's just an idea, Mr. Roberts. You can say you heard it here. Turkish archaeologists think they found the Trojan horse, by the way. They've dug it up this past couple of weeks, and um, they say they can prove it is the Trojan horse. Oh, that's neat. I know, you know what they say. Don't look the gift horse in the mouth. That's that right. came from somewhere. The yep. Trojan horse. Uh, most of you heard about the German coach. A uh, little bit of a, a fuss there at the Olympics. Uh, actually, Tick's family is very familiar with the... Pentathlon. Yeah, I was an athlete in modern pentathlon uh, probably for about 10 years and full time for about three years. And my dad, uh, I went to the Pan Am Games for pentathlon in 2007 in, wow. in Rio de Janeiro. And my dad coached the Canadian national team in riding for probably 10 years or more and went to two Olympics as the coach. Yeah. Would you say that the people in general are not, equestrian sports is not their strong you know, that's a big generalization. Okay. Uh, it depends a little bit uh, on every country. I'd say countries like Canada, the United States, uh, Great Britain, Australia, the pentathletes tend to come from more of a pony club and yes. to triathlon and riding background, whereas a lot of the European countries, they tend to recruit those athletes more from swimming okay. or running. Hence, we saw sense. the... Yes. Gigi told us one minute, so we're at about 30 seconds. So we are going to go to our very first break. We're going to share our Horse Farms Forever video with you, as we always do on the very first break. They get that great first spot. And we'll come back and we'll have Dr. Adam Kayot, and we'll ask him if he had a horse, what would its job be? Yeah, and I want to hear more about this pentathlon. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Let's talk some more about that. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. On the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, I'm Louisa Barton in the studio, top eventer, horseman, and author Tick Maynard, and also no longer a school teacher. <laughs> I you had more school for me. Jody <laughs> Everton here, helping Joel Bertie at Chestnut Hill Arabians as they partner up on the Ocala Stirrups program. There, we are now talking to Dr. Adam Chaos from Peterson and Smith. And he had a great topic idea, but before we get to the topic, I'm going to ask him the piranha question today, because you know I have to. <laughs> Dr. Chaot, if you had a horse of your own, yeah. and it had a human job, what would its human job be? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Kind of abstract tonight, Dr. K. Yeah, can, can I just assign him a job? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I could just like could do the dishes, clean the bathrooms and the showers, vacuum, mop the floors. Uh, that would be a great job. If I had a yeah. <laughs> I was thinking you'd say you'd be he'd be your on-call assistant that took all your emergency <laughs> on-call calls, so people like me didn't drag you out in the middle of the night. <laughs> Well, that would be a good one, too. Can I have two? <laughs> <laughs> you need two. <laughs> Comment below if you want to share with us what your horse would be. You know your horse's personality. It's like Tick said. Some a little bit like nerdier, more intelligent. Yeah. You can even see them with a pair of spectacles, perhaps, on their face. Um, or maybe you have the athletic type you think might have been like a runner or a swimmer like Tick was, you know. So... Dr. Chaos' idea on a topic was very good and actually very fitting since we've been watching the Olympics, most of us. And um, I'm really glad there is equestrian sport because there is a sport that women do wear clothes in the Olympics. Just <laughs> and, you know, I, just, I just wanted to bring this up. You know, like, at least, you know, at least they're wearing some clothes because you do realize the athletes in the original Olympics were naked. Were right? naked. So good so, point, you know, Dr. Chaos. They, you know, you're complaining now. They, they, they wore less. Good point. You're right. You're right. They're overdressed. And, you know, equestrian sports is really the only sport where men and women compete against each other. Oh, you're right. On, on, an, on, the, yes. on the even field. Can you imagine equestrian sports at the Olympics with no clothes on? Uh, no. Lady Godiva. Yeah. No. <laughs> Lady Godiva. I would prefer You know, she rode through the streets clothes. of Coventry, which is the town I was born in. No way. She's not a relative. Wow. <laughs> so to the veterinary question that we had now. So to shoe or not to shoe, that is the question. Very interesting. Um, ben Benson, who is actually the lead Tokyo um, farrier at the Olympics, said a set of shoes is only as good as the person who puts them on. But what about no shoes? Dr. Kayo, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Right. Well, um, so this is this has come up because there were several winning horse and rider combinations at the Olympics that uh, were barefoot, and I had a client ask me this week, "Does my horse need shoes?" And the short answer is no. They don't <laughs> necessarily need shoes. Um, it just kind of depends. So. Uh, it kind of depends on several things. It kind of depends on the health of the foot, the type of footing they are training on, um, and, the, and, the, and, and the discipline that they're doing. Um, obviously, a horse that's pulling a carriage on hard ground or, or even a sulky, as, as uh, trotters do, what they're pulling, uh, what they're working on is very hard, and you probably need to put shoes on a horse like that. The, the 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 equestrian events that that are happening now there's so many that are on the synthetic you know where combo fiber and and dirt sand uh, combination footing the uh, the I was reading an article where the um, the farrier for the Swedish team said that he felt that 
the horses perform better on that footing, actually barefoot. Mm. Um, and 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 um, which is interesting. And so that's that's why several of those horses were barefoot. And he said he said they would actually apply they would actually apply booties or some some sort of of covering or protective covering if those horses were going out on another surface so that that's to to you know take as you know as information interesting the other thing is is that he said um you know and and i totally understand it obviously a shoe restricts the natural movement of the foot the foot is a dynamic thing right it needs to it needs to be able to flex it needs to be able to move Mm -hmm. to help prevent um um, injury to the underlying structures when it can't do that then you're more likely to have injury however it's it's a balancing act between what the horse needs and the surface that is on that Mm -hmm. the horse is on versus the health of the foot obviously if you're on if you're on a hard ground and you don't and you don't have shoes on and all the hard strict surface or something like that then probably the damage is going to be greater not having shoes on so right. um you know I, I don't think that this should be a mad dash to pull shoes off of every horse out there just because we have some gold medal winners that, <laughs> that weren't wearing shoes you do yeah, worry don't do that don't do that absolutely absolutely you know, and uh, you know, and, and, and you know, a lot of that stuff is copycat stuff. Oh, what what works for them? Let's try it for, for right. me and, and, and see. So, you know, it's just it, it's kind of a hot topic. I've, I've heard uh, several of my clients talking about it and considering it. So, I bring it up tonight as as food yeah. for thought. Good you question. Know. Tick, fire away. I I got a question for you here. As as somebody that's uh, dealt with farriers my whole life. Um, my question is, if you're, if you're hiring a farrier, yeah. how do you know if they're a good farrier or not? Like, what would be some questions you ask them? Don't get the phone number off a tree. Like, do you, do you have, like, it seems to me like I talk to one farrier, and he tells me one thing, and I talk to another farrier, and he tells me another thing, and they both are saying contradictory things, but they both, both managed to convince me. <laughs> you know? Say, I would say probably word of mouth uh, is probably the best thing, and, and and people that have had good success with with a particular farrier over another. Um, certainly, as we know, um, farriers are great, and we need them, but they have their opinions as far as the way things um, they feel that, that the horse should be and, and what needs to be done to that horse. And it's not that they're invalid or wrong. It just um, you just kind of have to find that one that works right for you. It's it's. Uh, I wish it would be easy just to say, oh, this is what they need to do, and you could say, okay, you're my farrier. But as we know, it's it's not that easy. So I would I would say one that I would say one that listens to you, that that kind of understands what you do and what you ask your horses to do, um, would probably be the the best choice. And the one and the ones that are willing to stick around and watch you work horses, and the ones that show up. Dr. K, we just spent one minute, um, which is unbelievable. But I'm going to leave you with this thought. We read every extra centimeter on a hoof adds 50 kilograms to the horse's back, potentially leading to imbalance and emphasizing the importance of reshoeing your horses on average every four to five weeks. Food for thought. You'll have to Google if you don't know centimeters and kilograms. I'm sorry, that's Googleable. And then the last thought is... That if Dr. Chaot had a horse and it had a human job, I think it would be a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be great. Dr. Chaot, have a great week. I hope I don't see you. And understandable. <laughs> I know. Bye, Dr. Chaot. We K-O. gotta go to break. Thanks for being with us. Always nice a good time and very informative. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. We're going to talk a little bit about Carol Harris and Jody's travels. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. 
Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. segment of the horse talk show presented by peterson and smith equine hospital and complete care thank you to larson farms our broadcast sponsor idaho's finest alfalfa i saw tick size when we had the helicopter video those are crop circles that's where our hay grows isn't that cool it's amazing they yeah. took us and flew us over larson farms where was that that was in idaho you went to idaho yeah just last, for that or summer, for yeah. Wow. Just to go and learn about Larson and go no to their way. Yeah, and learn, go to their farms and watch them. And Richard Larson seeing him in action, like every piece of hay has to be. No way. Oh yes, if it's not, oh my. I mean, he's on it. And do they sell in other places around the or yes. United States or just in Ocala? Well, they don't. This is their main hub. There yeah. are a few others, but they're going to grow, I think, out to some other states. But this is really the main. Wow. And their train comes in right behind and. No oh way. God. So did that, does the hay get here by train? Yeah, there's a big train that comes right to the back of their warehouse. No yes, way. Yes, yeah, and awesome. Oh, they're wonderful people. They're the best. Wow. Let's talk a little bit about Carol Harris. Okay, so the number one thing I'm really upset with myself about is right before COVID, I met her. And I hate saying right before COVID, but it seems to be like what we, you know. Yeah. And this is when I met her. Right here, I went to Bobette Farm before she sold it. And I met this amazing lady and... I swore I was going to interview her, and she wanted to be interviewed. And then COVID hit, and her being in her 90s, I was just so concerned about being around her. So we just delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. And now, unfortunately, just a few weeks ago, a very dear friend of mine who was very close to hers, actually in the photo with us, shared with me that she was in hospice. And I was so sad um, when I went to her farm to see her. She had a lot of items that she wanted to put in a museum, and we were trying to work on a museum, and we were just... So it was so amazing to see her. And I saw this picture in her, um, at her farm. And I kept looking at this picture. And it was really strange because I could recognize the guy. And I kept looking at him and looking at him. And I said, Carol, is that Craig Renwick? And she said, yes, it is. And I was, I said, oh my gosh, he used to be my farrier like 20 years ago when I first moved to Ocala. And sadly, he actually had a brain tumor and um, had surgery. And when he came back to being a fairy again, he only had about 10 clients he kept. And I was one of the 10, and I just loved him. He used to come in for lemonade, and my kids were tiny, and he was just the sweetest, kindest man. So a couple of months ago, the friend, the mutual friend that we have, Susan Fowler, messaged me, should I have something for you? Can my daughter drop it off at CEP? And I said, sure. She said, Carol wants you to have this picture of Rugged Lark and his farrier, Craig Renwick. And she said, I want that English lady, Louisa, to have this picture. That's beautiful. That's a like a. So she remembered in her 90s that I knew who this man was. And Rugged Lark was so well behaved that he didn't even have to have a halter on. And Carol shared with me that this day of this picture, a bunch of loose horses were galloping around in the field right beside him. And he was just standing there, no hold to having his feet done. So what an amazing, uh, incredible horse, like a super champion um, quarter horse that he was. Amazing. You must have left a real impression on her. That's wonderful. I, I guess I did. But she yeah. was an amazing woman. I'm just really sorry that I didn't get to interview her because I would love to have interviewed her. That would have been such an amazing experience. But she was an incredible woman. She bred at Rugged Lark. She was just, that's the statue actually at Bobet, which is now, I believe, at World Equestrian Center because I believe that's what ended up happening um, to that statue. And um, Tick mentioned the Florida Horse Park, who we absolutely love. Um, actually uh, has a, a arena named after Rugged Lark and a plaque out there um, to, to Rugged Lark. So just amazing to, mm-hmm. to have met that lady. Um, I'm just so glad I did get to meet her. 
in that short space of time. I'm sorry I didn't go back to see her sooner, but I just, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to take any chances with somebody much older and, you know, with a virus floating sure. around. So, but this was all in her, in her farm at Bobet and uh, she was just incredible. So prayers and condolences and sympathies and love to everybody connected who loved and knew Carol Harris. Um, she was a very, very special lady, a very strong lady. And see, there's the picture mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, and I cool. kept looking at it and I knew it was Craig. And um, yeah, just That's just nice. amazing. Yes. So, on that sad note, let's go to a more cheerful note. Let's go. Tell us about your travels. So I was in Lexington, Virginia, this past weekend at the East Coast Arabian Championships, and my family from Delaware all came down, and they had a great show. It was held at the beautiful Virginia Horse Center, and if you've ever been there, it is a great facility. There's about 800 permanent stalls, lots of rings. There's my mom and my sisters leaving the ring there. My mom's 74 years young. That's her newest horse. Beautiful horse. My mother's an internet shopper, so if you've got half ever Western horses for sale, call, <laughs> call Ruth Ann. She's always looking. Uh, that's my sister Jennifer, Jamie, and my mom. Jamie's the trainer in the blue tank top. Mm -hmm. So they brought five horses down and had just a great show. Look at my mom. How oh cute. Oh, my gosh. So if you think it is too old to start riding, you are wrong. How cute. She's 70, 74. What August 1st. Yeah, and she was a reserve champion and a really nice class. She just overcame cancer, hasn't been in the ring in seven years. Wow. Thought maybe she was that's done, but bought story. this horse yeah. and decided to do it. So that's the stall curtains there and some of the clients. This was on pack-up day here. Nice. Uh, this is a, just, a, just to give you an idea of the scenery, it's just a beautiful, that Shenandoah Valley is just a beautiful area. It is a lovely place. It's right place. along Skyline Drive. I thought the only Lexington was just in Kentucky. Just gorgeous, yeah. I didn't know there was one there. And they have just done so much to make this beautiful. That's my niece, who's 17, on my... My mom's horse. Beautiful horse. Yeah, she was top five in the junior to ride and then won a really big showmanship class, so she was pretty psyched. Um, she did not want to play interview on the camera, though, so that was the most I got with her was when she was in the <laughs> ring. She had no choice if I did And that's uh, my, my niece, Brianna, and her sister, Caitlin, who's 13, who also competed. And just a really good girl. Really hard workers. My, sis my sister, my brother-in-law, and the farm mascot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he beautiful? He is. Yeah, that's Sawyer. Uh, me with Forrest Gump in Georgia on the way home. You never know who you'll meet waiting for a bus. That's right, waiting for a bus. So, yeah, the, the Virginia Welcome, I'm sorry, the Georgia Welcome you Center is like off, off the charts. It is beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're ever driving down 95 on, in Georgia, the Welcome Center is quite beautiful. Is if you're tired, go in. You get a bit of Georgia history and it's a lot So, of fun. is that a big show? It was a pretty big show. They had about 800 horses. So it was actually a little bit bigger than the regional show. That show does qualify for the national championship, so that was kind of exciting. And really what it was, was I was thinking about this on the way here. If you're ever in doubt that wonderful things are happening in the world, go to horse show. Because you all you're the right. things that are good about life, you will see there. You see families working together. You see kids with true mentors. You see wonderful horses. You see a lot of grit, a lot of resilience, and a lot of joy that these horses bring. I, I looked around that show, and that's what I saw. I thought... And everybody's so appreciative that we're out and about. So it's like the opposite to social media then. It is, yes. <laughs> Leave your phone in the car and go to the horse show. Go to the horse show. Go to the horse show. Go see your friends. And you're mostly outdoors. So oh, it's so nice. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. So everything good is happening at horse shows. Thank you for sharing that You're very welcome. Thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun. We love seeing our kids showing yes. and participating. For and, sure. And, and enjoying horses because it certainly is an escape from everything yes. else. Yes. That we don't want to think about. For sure. We're going to come back in just a few minutes with the second half of the show and we've got tick so we're going to learn all about tick and then for a funny at the end we're going to share me being a horse at the equine performance and innovative center in the treadmill for real i was about eight pounds heavier than i am now because i was just getting over the prednisone and the broken neck and all that <laughs> and i'm out of breath i'm just going to tell You're you there's some this. heavy breathing but Don't it's go all away. clean yes Don't go away <laughs> Don't go away. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free day. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. 
Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa you're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right, yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We are in the studio. Jody Everton is back from her travels, my co-host from Chestnut Hill Arabians in the Ocala Stirrups program. And we have very famous in the studio with us. Can you believe it? Tick Maynard, who's so busy all the time, is actually here with us. And you know what I realized today? He never signed my book. So we're going to fix that today. You did? Did I? It's on the second page. How did I not? I went through every oh, page. Oh my goodness, oh, I did look. He did. I went through every page. And I didn't. know, see that? Look, and he said he looks forward to being interviewed. So here he is. He looks forward to being on the show. The last time. When did I, I sign that? <laughs> two, two, August 2018. Look at that. Exactly. Exactly two thousand. Yeah, we do. You gotta come in more often. This is probably like a first edition. It was. This is you this, see? This was when You it gotta was. keep this, this is gonna go up in value. Yes, because how many how many copies of this have been printed? <laughs> Probably, and four million eight hundred thousand sold. I'm gonna say somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand. I was gonna say good for you. At least ten thousand. Oh my God, they're everywhere. Good for you. That's awesome. Spa, lumber, tractor supply, and everywhere you go. And actually, just just within the past little while, it's been translated into German, and they're selling they're selling it in Germany in German. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So now you have to get one and read it, and I can even get it signed for you because I know the guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Tick, tell us a bit. So you grew up with parents who were riders. Your dad did some show jumping, and your mum did some dressage, and. So there really wasn't any other way but horsing around with you playing under the hay bales and helping your dad and, and learning to ride. And then, of course, the, the bravery of anybody who has gone through Pony Club. Um, you've I hit the it. ground a few times and got back up and, and had some really, really good times because Pony Club was really, really good times. It's probably some of the best times of my life that I remember Jim Carners and rallies. Oh, rallies and all kinds of crazy, crazy things. Tell us a little bit about how you fell in love with horses and how you sort of ended up knowing well this is it for me it's my career well i love the way you started that with talking about my parents um i've been thinking that about that a little bit i have a son now who's about to turn three years old little brooks yeah little brooks <laughs> and then i've been watching the olympics and i just saw a documentary about naomi osaka the tennis player and i've been following a little bit about some of these athletes that are so young and so much of that like when a kid is that young and they're learning who they're going to be in the world or what sport they're going to be do like so much of that is their parenting like it's not like that kid is driving themselves to tennis practice or to go riding or to like you know like so much of that is steered and mentored by the parents and I definitely do not think I gave my I have given my parents enough credit for like the education that I had with horses when I was young and and anybody that's like you know 18 or 19 or 20 and is maybe doing well in some sport and they think like hey I'm so great I've been doing this but like I'm looking at that now and I'm thinking like your parents are so great. Like, we should have them on the show. Like, it's a tremendous it's, commitment. It's such a yes. commitment, you know? Yes. I've heard stories about uh, parents driving their kids three or four hours to practices to get, to get the best coaches or to get the best situation or whatever it is. Like, it's just incredible what some parents do right. for their kids to get that, that education in, in a sport or with, with, with riding. And with horses in particular, it's so much about the horses that you have when you're young, whether they give you confidence or not. 
and the coaches that you have when you're young. So true. Um, you know, I see so many kids that are talented and they have a horse that doesn't give them the confidence or the enjoyment and they let yes. it go. And uh, same thing with coaches. They, you might have a good coach technically, but if that coach doesn't make you confident or enjoy your sport, you're going to let it go. Yeah. And uh, I think I was very yuck lucky when I was young to have horses that my parents had trained and to have my parents that both had an appreciation for good training and appreciation for horsemanship and for dressage and show jumping and for eventing. And uh, I mean, I just feel like I owe them so much. I don't feel sure. like I realized that before. Sure. And You're right. Yeah, keeping kids or any rider on horses that are appropriate for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to scoot you this way just a bit. Yeah. Because I hate having half of you chopped off. No, I'm happy That's to be on That's much better. Show. Look. Yeah. Okay, good. I think... Um, I forgot to tell you not to wear green, but you're okay. This is kind of blue. <laughs> yeah, blue you're green. Blue I'm green. so worried when he was already on his way here. I thought I didn't remind him about the green. Yeah, one night I did a green shirt. I was just like a floating head. head. Yeah. Floating yeah, head. It's not good. I've heard, uh, like, I've heard some people say, like, kids should ride, like, all the difficult horses and they should earn their way. But I... I kind of disagree with that. Together. They can yeah. put you off. I think like horses should teach people, and then when people are ready, people should teach horses. Yes. yes. And I think That's like when right you're a kid, order. you should have a horse that you enjoy and gives you confidence. Absolutely. Um, and then when you have a certain level of skill, you know, maybe like you're in your late teens, or early 20s, then I think maybe there's a period of time where you should learn how to work with more difficult horses or greener horses. Yes, or you can take that skill and then apply it to a different horse. Exactly. Right, without that foundation, exactly. there is no second horse. Exactly, there just they isn't. they get into something else. You know, a kid, like, they get scared or they break their arm and all yes. of a sudden they're like, I don't want to ride anymore. Right. That happens uh, yeah, to my absolutely. daughter, so you're spot on. Yeah. She actually was yeah. always put on naughty ponies because she had no fear, you know? Yeah. They would always put her on the ones that were the naughtiest and she actually fell off a pony and she had those, you know, the stirrups with the breakaway, and the stirrup didn't break away. And she hung for just, just like 30 seconds, maybe not even more than that. I feel like I have a piece of hair sticking up. You do, it's kind of Thank running you. straight. There you yeah. go, it's good now, you got it. <laughs> you know, it. I could see it in the corner, <laughs> I know any kind of like, I can see this hair. Um, and, and it hung long enough for her knee to just get pulled just enough. Yeah. And even though she carried on riding, Competing over the jumps not, and getting on those challenging ponies wasn't as exciting. And it was at a riding school that just yeah. had one challenging paint pony that, you know, they just yeah. knew, well, Megan will do yeah. it. She yeah. was so brave, you know. Yeah. And I was very fortunate because I had little Sultan as my first pony, and he was a dear little Welsh, ever such a good boy. Perfect. My mum used to drop me off at the pub with a little flask of brandy in my jacket Hysterical. pocket to go on the hunt all day. And we, because it was the only thing, you could think that coffee wasn't staying warm in England in November. Come on. Yeah. Or tea. So we've got a bunch of drunk kids riding yes, them ponies. Exactly. <laughs> Galloping along, you know, hanging on for dear life. And Sultan was wonderful. My mum would follow the hunt in the Land Rover for like six, seven hours, and there would be I'm hanging on to Sultan. And, yeah. you know, if, if he couldn't get over a hedge, he'd go through it. You yeah. know, he'd find a way. He wasn't getting yeah. left behind. If it was four foot, he was going to you know, yeah. somehow. So, but then my next horse was silver. He was quite good. But then I had magic, and she was the wicked mare from hell. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, I hit the ground. There's a lot of things wrong with me. One was helmets weren't as good then. Mm -hmm. You know, I hit my yeah. head a lot. But magic was naughty, and it did put me off. But imagine if that had been your first horse instead oh, of your second horse. You know what oh, I mean? No. Yeah. Thank I, God for Sultan and Silver. Yeah. Or yeah. And I've had some challenging lesson horses too, but a challenging lesson horse is one thing. Sometimes they're just cheats, though, and those have to go away from me. Yes. You cannot deal with that. No. You know, I want them to, the kids to be challenged, but I don't, I, I can't feed a cheat. You know the ones that drop a shoulder, yes. the yeah. ones, the ones that just wait till they're yeah. off centered and then dart yeah. forward. <laughs> and then there's the ones where the kids are off centered and they slow down and yes. get back underneath yeah. them. There's the Those ones are the ones that I know love if they stop dead, you're probably and going I, over. We got the one minute, yeah, which oh, means we have already. to go. Yes, I know, but we'll be back. And kids, don't give up if you're no, riding. Keep riding. Yeah, talk to these guys. It's worth it. Yeah. Don't For give sure. up because yeah. of For one sure. naughty pony. We'll be back in just a minute on the horse talk show. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, 
offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's very finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, I have Tick Maynard and Jody Everton, and we've been chatting um, about being a kid on a naughty pony or horse and, and the experiences that you have kind of growing up and the benefit Tick mentioned so much so when I think about my brother with his boys and how many games he's taken those boys to over the years oh. and the hours that he's traveled for them to do sports and I think about that with horses too you haven't got to just take the kid you've got to take the four-legged family mm -hmm. as well so that is a huge undertaking and you know just from the last sure. few weeks and traveling with the shows yes yeah, a lot of time on the road and a lot of time away from it's home it's a big and deal and it's a, it's a it is it's a big deal but it, mm -hmm. when it brings you to what your lifelong career or even if it's not a career for you and it's a, a pastime or a hobby when it brings you to something that you love as much and I think there are people who who love to be involved with horses, and it's Absolutely. just their lifelong passion. Yep. And, and, you know, that's us, right? For I sure. mean, that's, yeah. that's what we love to do. For so sure. um, Tick had, has absolutely fabulous parents. Where are they, by the way? They're, they both, they're both still in Vancouver, yeah, and I've got two brothers that are still, one's in Vancouver and one's um, just outside of Vancouver, but they're all in British Columbia. Do they visit often? Well, not since COVID, uh, obviously, like the Canadian border is a little tricky right now to navigate both, going both ways. Um, but normally, yeah, I visit Vancouver once or twice a year and they, you know, most of them try to get out to visit. Uh, so I've when got, your parents are here next, yeah. we need to set it up. And then oh, my God. Oh, you will, you will love having them. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can ask them all the terrible things you oh, did. Oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't well, do maybe some anything. Advice for other, other I didn't parents. do anything terrible, but really I kind of wish I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's advice for other parents. I'd still love thing. to talk to them. Yeah. Be great. Yes. yeah. It would be wonderful to interview them. It would yeah. be sure. fun. So talk a bit about eventing and horsemanship. So you've kind of brought those two worlds together. Yeah. When I was growing up, eventing was kind of separate to horsemanship, sadly. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of that that was taught in order for you to be. And, you know, you yeah. had to stay on and you had to be able to do some dressage and get in the show ring and get over those big scary jumps on the cross country but there really wasn't a whole lot of emphasis on horsemanship so talk to us a little bit about how important that is and i've watched you in action just mm -hmm. like this i love this right here. oh this is cool yeah. this was the this that you were, we're seeing right now this was when i did the photo shoot for the cover of the book and uh, how about that? that's a big thoroughbred mm -hmm. right there, and that's me talking. The chief talking, yeah. About something. About something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that day we were out there doing this photo shoot for three or four hours, and this horse stayed with me. You know, I've worked with him for a, a long time, but he stayed with me for the whole time with no halter, no bridle. We were in this big 10 acre field, and he, um, he stayed like this next to me, walked, trot, cannon. We went through the water, we went over a bridge, and, um, you know, I've. I've I just love this horse. Like yeah, he's a name? bit. His name's remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah. He's remarkable. And he uh, oh, here we've gone over a bridge, and he just you know like I just had such a great. I do so. He's retired now, but I still have such a great connection with him. He's one of those horses I can just take out of the paddock, and he'll still do this. Like we'll walk around the farm together, and That's he'll awesome. just stay right with me. Very I know. Cool. I love yeah. that. Oh yeah! Look here! Look at yeah. this! Look at this! Yeah. I'm glad I stole this one. It's this. this yeah. Is it's the uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look at this. Through the my boots got a little yeah, wet here. I didn't realize the water was so deep, but I was like, <laughs> you like started that plan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we're like, let's just go over the bridge here. He is remarkable. And he's he's so uh, he's so trusting. Totally trusting. You know? Yeah. Look at this. He's like, I'm not sure about this bridge, but let's give it a try. So when you awesome. kind of brought your how, how soon 
in your career did you realize the importance of the horsemanship and when did you kind of make that because that's so much this is this book is so much like your challenges and ups mm -hmm. and downs and things that you had to deal with and kind of disappointments and the things that it, it helps like kind of like my story I feel like that I wrote about Sunny helping people who've lost a horse or an animal or, or something a four-legged family member to me this book really helps people like when you write down the things you faced and challenged and mm -hmm. been challenged by I think it gives people like a lot of encouragement and I think that the book certainly does that but just seeing you in action like I've watched you at the jockey club with your yeah. horses you know before a, the international three-day event and mm -hmm. just seeing you working those horses having that relationship gives me kind of like a, it takes me back to my childhood and go, oh, I wish I'd had that known yeah. that you know like what I know now I didn't know then how's that kind of changed the way you ride the way you train other people and all those things well so much and uh, I mean part of your question is when and I think it really didn't start until I was probably in my late 20s and I think it's a process that I'm still going through like what how how deep do you go in terms of a relationship with a horse or a you know just like a relationship with yourself or a relationship with other people like you can you can go deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole and then the other thing is understanding like what what does horsemanship mean I think if you asked 10 people you'd probably get 10 different answers when I was in pony club like the way we thought of horsemanship was you know how you'd wrap a leg or how you put the saddle on and it was like a very physical aspect or how you dress a wound to what like w that was our definition of horsemanship the things you do yeah. and I think now if I were to talk about um, you know what horsemanship really means is is the way that you know I think that's a very important part but now like the, what I teach is more what I might call horse psychology yes. you know how do horses you know anytime we see a horse do anything to me there's always a reason for it if a horse jumps a jump if a horse bucks you off if a horse can be caught easily if a horse can't be caught easily right. if a horse wants to get away from you if a horse wants to put their head in your lap there's a reason for stuff yes. and sometimes people say oh this happened out of nowhere or my horse does this for no reason or my horse is such a jerk <laughs> but I always think like there's a reason for everything yeah. even if it's hard to figure out there's like a reason and so that's the, the the horse psychology part of it is like why we're seeing this video right now why does this horse come back to me even though I have no halter and no rope on it and that's like that's the psychology part of it right. Um, and that's the part that I find so interesting and fascinating and, and um, figuring out what motivates horses. And I would, would you say for other people, maybe for yourself as well, it's the hardest thing to pinpoint. Yeah. You know, I can read a book and learn yeah. how to wrap a leg or dress yes. a wound. I yeah. can't, this is, well, I can read this book, I guess. Yeah. And, well, and it'll help with my horse psychology. You know, it is, it is harder to pinpoint uh, for sure because it's not as like, concrete or practical yes. but I do think there's a lot of stuff that we can put down like these are the four things that motivate horses right. and why for example right. Right. and you know Pony Club was so great to me growing up and I was in Pony Club from the time that I was 6 to 21 and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening yes. that were in Pony Club or are in Pony Club and I think you know if there's anybody out there that is like a high up person in Pony Club United States Pony Club or the World Pony Club I think one thing that we need to do is we need to add in like some specific chapters or so, some specific uh, even like disciplines or days or a part of the curriculum where we learn more about psychology. horse psychology. Yeah, that's I think it's so important. important. I do. No way. Yeah, it's an excellent point. You know, like horse behavior. Absolutely. One more time, I'm going to cry. We got one minute. We got one minute. We got back more yeah. on it. It makes like a regular part of this situation yeah. no, here. What the heck? I don't think I've ever had a show, show go horse. I know. And if you're enjoying Tick as much as we are, you know, comment <laughs> down here. Maybe we can get him to come well, back. Well, before we go to break, because when we come back, we have some funny epic for you that we're all going to turn our volume up. What? Because it's really amusing <laughs> how unfit I am. Um, but this is the book. And Pick you need it. Up. You can get it, right? Amazon. Wherever, Amazon, Wherever. your local tax shop, your local, local bookstore. Yeah, if you've got a tax check, tax even tax even uh, even better if you're ordering it online. Trafalgar Square Books is the publisher. You can order directly from oh, them. Can, support the small, support the small, the small business. Trafalgar. So that their website Trafalgar is horse horseandriderbooks.com. Horse and riderbooks. Horseandriderbooks.com. Horse and And we'll share that with you as well later. Wonderful. An incredible book. Everybody should read it. And you don't actually have to be a horse person to enjoy this book. It's just a great life lesson overall. Excellent. Tick's going to stay with us to say goodbye at the end. Stay with <laughs> us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. 
and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapy. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Back on the Horse Talk Show for real, I'm Louisa Barton. Uh, we apologize that we were trying to show you, me, heavy breathing in the treadmill, being a horse at Epic, and we had a little uh, internet technology issue, so unfortunately we didn't air that, but we're gonna air it right after this, so if you were waiting with bated breath to see me in action as a horse, <laughs> it's coming, I promise. Well worth the wait. Yes, well worth the wait. <laughs> Uh, and that you can tune in and watch on Facebook if you're listening on 97.3 The Sky or Odyssey.com. Just go to the Facebook to the Horse Talk Show and to today, which is Tuesday, August the 10th. Um, you can actually watch that if you would like. So I'm in the studio with author, top equestrian eventer, Tick Maynard, who's married to top eventer, Sinead Halpin. And they have wonderful little brooks out at Copper Line Farm. And then I have Jodie Everton here, who used to be a teacher, God bless her, for special ed, fifth grade. Yep. I think she deserves some sort of medal for that. Um, absolutely. And uh, it, it's got to be tough to be a teacher. So prayers and thoughts to all our teachers going back to school. Yes, for, love uh, and support to all yes. of them that are getting ready to go back. And uh, Jodie, of course, is with Joe Alberti and Rob there. Janeki out at Chestnut Hill Arabians, where we have our Equine 101 on September 3rd, where you can learn all about the Arabian breed. Oh, look at us. Oh, look, I'm frozen. <laughs> okay, we're recording it. <laughs> oh, I'm back. <laughs> I love technology. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, September 3rd, Equine 101 at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Yep, come see us. Definitely going to be a wonderful experience where you get to learn about Arabians. And actually, right before the show, which was really cool, Tick was actually asking lots of questions. So Tick is probably in the top five people I've ever met in my life, knows the most about horses and horse behavior and horse psychology. And I've always been so impressed uh, by him when I've seen him either eventing or just doing horsemanship and no halter and no bridle or, or yeah. whatever. And to see him asking Jody questions was so cool because I got to see like interaction between breeds and disciplines trying to learn about each other. And I love that. Yeah. Plus, I it's love just, it too. And the mentality I love it. of just always, there's always more to learn. Yeah. There's always, always people to learn from, which makes yeah. it very exciting. It is, isn't it? I was That's just sure. watching the, the sure. Pasofino show. Um, that was at World Equestrian Center this past weekend. And, you know, that's another whole, you know, area yeah. of... Mm -hmm. and, and actually, we ran into Dr. Adam Chaot at their last show, and he was actually doing the lameness checks before they went to compete, and he was going, I don't usually do gated horses. This is really different. Yeah. You know, and it, and it is a... It's a really different different Special experience sure. yeah, it's amazing to watch the pasadenos and i even saw people putting wow they look like they're going so fast but they're not and, yeah. or they they are really going fast but they don't look like they are or whichever yeah. way around yeah. it is. or they're going really fast but they're not going anywhere they're not yeah. going <laughs> yeah. so, maybe maybe we should have people send pictures of their pasadenos or their yeah. saddle seed horses you some mm -hmm. arabs, half arabs, arabs, they win everything okay, they have got go. the most amazing they've got like world champions right here in ocala awesome. um ali or tears her and her husband breed world champions right here. And I rode my first Pasofino, well, it was before I broke my neck, so it must have been like the end of last year. And then I had only ridden the Pasofino once and the trainer said, okay, you're showing. And they, the very next show, they had me in the show ring on a Pasofino. Oh my God. With like world champions or regional champions or whatever. And I'm like, she did, you did get a ribbon. ribbon. I did get a ribbon. Yeah. And it wasn't a yeah. participation. I don't. Really? I don't fourth? know. Uh, was I, fourth? I was fourth. I was fourth. Congratulations! Second I don't. I, I know how. I don't know how many people actually send in like photos or videos when you request it. But there's a couple of things that I really like to see. Like when okay. we talk about sending in photos of your Pasifino or your jumping horse, I've seen it a couple times recently at clinics. 
where uh, kids will be like pretending to jump like horses. Uh -huh. So what I'd love to see is some of the parents sending in videos of like your kids pretending to be a Pasafino or a jumping horse a or a saddle seat horse yes. or a dressage horse. That's what we used to do. We, but were you know, kids. we would trot around with our legs in the air. You know what I'd like to see even even more is I'd like to see some kids sending in videos of your parents. Oh. Like see if you if you can convince your Listen parents to, this guy. to pretend to be a a jumping horse or a dressage horse. Okay. Gigi, do we or, have any hobby horse pictures? Yeah, that that's, that's what we want to see. Uh, All right, six made a request. See what you can do, everybody. How old right, that's a great Do we idea. have some prizes? Can we give away some prizes for this? I'm to like kind of. certain we can yeah. come up with some prizes. Some piranha prizes I'm or a book or like a magazine. Something for sure. sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we did a couple of weeks ago. Okay. We did the first annual Hobby Horse Equestrian Game. That's what I want. I want to see the, Olympic, okay. uh, the Olympics okay. of Hobby Horse. I want to see Nike all the disciplines. Where they do the people chase instead of the steeple chase. You need, I'm going to send it to you. I want to see that. This is what Hysterical. we did two this weeks her, ago. Yeah. This was her champion, Steve. This is what we did. We did jumping. <laughs> we did flat. Yeah. We did dressage. Yeah. We had a freestyle demo. On That's horses, what I'm talking about. We had a polo match. That's what I'm talking and about. And Jason Reynolds, the executive director yeah. of the horse park, said we're going to do it every year. And next year we're adding eventing. Perfect. Oh, and we're adding a whole event trainer here. So you have to do, yeah, you have to do a whole course, like yes. a, like a yes. three-mile course? Yes. Oh, three miles. <laughs> yes. And we'll we'll have, the horses, it takes the horses 10 minutes, but it takes the riders like... Three hours. Three hours. <laughs> 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 and they have to crawl over the jumps. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! It's so funny meeting you because when we used to go to the Virginia Horse Park for the fall uh, for the spring yeah. shows, it would be snowing and we would be whining and complaining that we had to walk from the barn to the other indoor arena, yeah. and then we'd see the three-day eventers yeah, yeah, yeah. covered in snow, and as they yeah, go yeah. by, we'd be like, "Sorry, they're hardcore." Yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly what we said. The eventers—they yeah. they are, are the hardcore horsemen. Yeah. That, that's they how we see them. To do three sports. Oh, please. That twice as uh, crazy. Out in the elements. Yeah, we were complaining to go into the indoor costume because yeah. we didn't want to walk in the cold yeah. weather. Yeah. And your whole day was outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you some of the videos of the hobby yeah. horse equestrian. I want to see that. We had medals. Can we, next time, can we put that up here and just yes. like have like kind of a running commentary about yes. it and discuss yes. discuss some of the people's like form and technique. You know who Daniela oh, Mogel is? Please send in the video so we can do this. Yeah. You know who Daniela yeah. Mogel is? Who, who, uh, She's a five-star eventer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do know. I do know she her. She was uh, in the yeah. Hobby Horse Equestrian yeah. Games in the event. competing. No way! Yes. yes. She was a competitor. She was a wow. competitor. I think she would like Did to Did she win? Herself. Was there judges? Oh, yes. And she got medals, and we had prizes oh, for all the God. kids. And so what we decided, Kayla... She's lucky I wasn't there. I she know. might have gotten oh, the silver. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, we got so, some on. We're going to do it in the fall. Yeah. We're going to start planning it now. It's going to yeah. be at the Florida so get, your, park. get your legs ready, boys. We're going to have yeah. three rings. Do we have, like, a professional and amateur division? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then at the end it's of the unfair, day... Right? It's unfair, right? It is. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, we have polo match and tailgating <laughs> on the yeah. I love it. And I the polo it. match was amazing because the polo guy yeah. gave everybody lessons from Ocala Polo Club. I love it. So everybody learned how to do polo. And can you imagine polo with a hobby? I, I, can, I can imagine it, actually. So I'm you're intelligent. Not only can I imagine it, I'm excited about it. See, this is it. We're going to have Tick with us. It's going to be a very exciting event. It's going to yeah. be incredible. Can yeah. we have three rings? I've got one minute. So we have three rings. We're going to have an eventing ring. We're going to have a um, hunter jumper ring. Yeah. And then we're going to have a western. It's going to have pole bending, barrel racing, and reining. And we're going to have an expert in each discipline to yeah. teach. Yeah. Yeah. Can we? Minutes before the we class. can expand on this though. Like, there's so many. Yes. I want, I'm we thinking about like, have you seen these mounted games? Like yes. these relay races. I think that's going to be part. That's of the other thing. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. But Gigi's going to get mad at me because we're going to be yeah. running over. So Epic's going to be on shortly. Equine Performance Center. Me in the treadmill. I promise it's coming up in just a minute, and you'll get to see it. Really, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County. Florida, the horse capital of the world or not. Thank you, these guys. It's been a great show. Thank you, Louisa. Happy horsing around. Thank you for the having same me. Same time next week, and Tick has to come back.